Blog Talk Hello. Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to A Voice in the Wilderness. And on tonight's show, we'll be talking about a lot of different things. Obviously, we all know about the Las Vegas shooting that just happened. Um, and uh, many other things going on. We're seeing volcanic activity all over the world. And um, Steve Quayle's been saying for years, there will come a time when all of the world's volcanoes will erupt all at the same time. And uh, it will cause volcanic ash to uh, uh, fill up uh, lakes and, and uh, rivers and streams and make fresh a lot of the fresh drinking water uh, undrinkable and will cause mass uh, migrations of people to certain areas that still have fresh drinking water, um, which will be in absolute uh, chaos. Um, so we got a lot of things to talk about, uh, and my dad's on the show, as always. How's it going, Dad? It's going good. Amen, amen. Uh, so let's talk about this uh, Las Vegas shooting. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, facts. Uh, as time goes on, we're learning more and more. Um, there was a Australian man staying in the room right next to uh, Stephen Paddock, and he testified that there was other shooters that were with him that helped him pull this off. Obviously, the hotel was involved uh, to get him in uh, unnoticed to get all these, help him get all these weapons in and whatever without saying anything, without putting a stop to any of it. I mean, it, it's just impossible for one random old 69-year-old dude who's living in a, a retirement home to just, you know, drag up all these assault rifles and and uh, thousands of rounds of ammo and just go there and shoot all these people. Yeah, I think he was six. I don't think he was really all that old. What was he, 62? I don't think he was. What, what was his real age? Uh, 64, I believe. Oh, 64, that sounds right. But, yeah, he was uh, in assisted living, and and it was more than just all these weapons. Of course, we, you know, can't get a – they can never give you the uh, – an accurate description. That's how you can tell it's all a false falsity. Uh, they did the same thing with Sandy Hook, saying the description of the weapons, amount of weapons. Um, it's it's always, uh, but yeah, he had weapons platforms. So he, you're talking about a lot of uh, a lot of packing in. Um, you know, nothing's on camera. The whole thing's a smokescreen for the New World Order uh, gun confiscation, because yeah, there were. Uh, Shooters on the right in the event, and I think that's where the most casualties were coming from. And then uh, also, it's not being reported that there was another shooter. I think at the Villaggio, um, and they were on lockdown down there. So yeah, there's a whole lot more going on here. You can't. You can, I don't even know if this guy even. If it'd be my guess, I'd say he didn't even pull a trigger. Yeah, I. You know, I I doubt that he was even involved, that he was even in that room shooting people. I mean, who knows what they what they did with him? They probably they probably killed him. 
they probably just whacked him and then used other guys to do this and said that he was the one that did it. Yeah, I think, you know, it would be interesting if, if we uh, could get, uh, they can figure out times on the, the death of the the body and, and none of that's being made available for anyone. You know, the whole thing is, uh, you know, like he took out these 800 pound hurricane windows that are in the hotel and, and uh, if you look at the distance from the hotel to the actual vent, I mean, it's a hell of a long ways away. There, there's just uh, there, there's a lot of disinformation here. And even people that aren't normally critical thinkers are knowing that they're not being told the truth. Oh, yeah. I mean, even people that aren't even awake, people that don't know about false flags, they don't know about government mind control. They don't understand any of this, but yet they're starting to kind of understand how this stuff works because they're saying, wait a minute, how is that even possible? And they're starting to look into it and figure it out. And um, on YouTube, uh, the most searched uh, thing on there right now is uh, the Las Vegas shooting. And so YouTube has been... Uh, suppressing a lot of the information um, because there's so many people looking at that and uh, looking at different YouTube videos and starting to figure this out. Um, Also, one of the victims that survived, that was wounded and survived this uh, attack said that there was three to five different shooters on the ground, not up in the hotel, but on the ground uh, when this happened. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's that's where I think the majority of the fatalities uh, came from um, were the shooters that were right at the event. You know, like I'm trying to say, it's just, just such a distance from that uh, uh, hotel to the event that, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of disinformation there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just crazy. I mean, there's no way he could have pulled this off by himself. And uh, now we can pretty much see the writing on the wall that something that they're going to try to do now after this event is say that um, now that this has happened, since this guy snuck all this weapons and ammo into this hotel, that now they're going to start pushing to pass a new law that hotels have to have, uh, you know, body scanners and they have to search your bags and and search you when you come into a hotel and and uh, you, you know they they'll probably make a lot more of the hotels into gun-free zones where you're not allowed to. Uh, you know, bring any firearms into the hotel with you, even if you're a concealed weapons permit uh, holder. So you could pretty much see the writing on the wall. And for those of us that are awake, we know that um, if you give up your freedoms and liberties for security, Benjamin Franklin said that you will lose both and you deserve neither. 
Yeah, very true, very true, and uh, very well said. Um, I think that's why I like looking back into history, because those men had eloquent words and very, uh, uh, very much uh, line of reasoning with good sound wisdom for us today as we see now all the things that they, they talked about uh, coming to fruition. So, yeah, as for me, I would rather deal with whatever the threats are. I, I want to uh, be able to keep my, my, uh, my freedoms. And uh, also, as Christians, we realize that the only true liberty is uh, in Jesus Christ. And so um, that, that's just a fact. Amen. Uh, so another big topic we need to discuss is um, uh, Gary Haven just had was on um, Alex Jones' show today. And they were talking about uh, they're they're trying to warn the president that uh, before we go to war with North Korea, which is obviously imminent, we don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but it can happen any day now because of what they're doing. Um, we need to shoot down their satellites before we attack them because if we don't, then they can EMP strike us with their two satellites that go uh, north and south across the Midwest twice a day. And they're at the, they're set at the optimum altitude for an, a, a huge EMP blast that could wipe out pretty much our entire uh, electrical grid. And if that were to happen, as we all know, experts, um, estimate that within, what is it, I think 10 years um, or two years or something like that, 90% of the U.S. population would would die um, from lack of uh, transportation and lack of food, well, ultimately lack of food and resources, um, but there's many different things that would cause that. Um, so if we don't knock out these satellites before we go to war with them, then we're going to be totally screwed. Yeah, I think it was one year, within one year. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing of it is, is that uh, so if Trump can't get control or have control of the military and make them shoot down these satellites before we go to war with North Korea, then um, the the globalist um, plan will pretty much be uh, fulfilled of wiping out America. And I don't think that uh, a lot of these higher-up people in the Pentagon uh, would really care if, uh, if, you know, America was to get our electrical grid was to get wiped out like that. I don't know. I think it would cause a problem for the deep state. I was that wasn't that what Gary Haven was saying yeah, that that's what they were saying. It would actually work against them too. So maybe they'll let him go ahead and take those uh those satellites out. Um it'll be interesting to see. 
You know, one of the things I, I was uh, researching here the other day was just all of this uh, weaponry that they have in place with uh, antenna arrays that are either in place or could be set up uh, dealing with mind control and uh, manipulating the human psyche uh, with uh, energy weapons. And so this stuff is real. We're, we're entering into almost, if you will, the kind of like the twilight zone of, of uh, the deep state uh, as they're losing control. Um, they're just going to pull out all the stops. Yep. And we talked about this on last week's episode, but let's just briefly talk about it again. Um, November 4th, uh, Antifa, uh, obviously George Soros funded, and Black Lives Matter, and other groups that they control that are co-opted by them, that all these people are brainwashed to think that Trump is, is like Hitler, that he's a fascist, that all his supporters are fascists, and that they're the anti-fascists, when really they're the ones that are fascists. We're freedom-loving, capitalistic um, you know, free market, good people. And so they're going to unleash these people against us, um, you know, Trump supporters and all those right-wingers, good old-fashioned Americans. And uh, also they're going to go after Republican uh, congressmen or, you know, true conservative Republican congressman, not the the uh, the rhino uh, neocons, but they're going to go after those people in Congress that are that are fighting against tyranny, that are you know standing up for what's right, and they're going to come after us and just cause absolute chaos. And what we were talking about earlier today is that uh, they don't care which side wins or loses. Even if we, which I'm sure that we will, you know, prevail because the uh, conservatives uh, majority in this country, you know, has owns thousands or millions of guns. So even, even if we aren't defeated and we win, then the globalists still win because they will burn down this country in the process, and that's what they want. Yep. Yep, they want to burn it down so they can bring in the new system, but uh, uh, using hate and uh, uh, divide, and then you mix in this uh, technology into it, um, and, you know, kind of the uh, mind control, if you will, that... uh, these colleges are under. I mean, you've seen it firsthand when we were out uh, trying to stand for Trump during the election before he was elected uh, or just after he was elected. Uh, The hatred, the disinformation, the uh, spiritual uh, component of uh, just having a reprobate mind. But, yeah, it's, it's on us. It's on us. That Antifa really does kind of freak me out because uh, of the uh, they think that they're going to be immune from from any blowback uh, and it's just it's not going to go you know the way that they think it will and that's how it works when you're when you're uh, 
playing on the team for the enemy, uh, they always get uh, you always get burned in the, at some point. Just like I think this uh, shooter in Vegas, I I believe that uh, from what I've understood that he is working uh, for the CIA or shadow government, and they burned him just like they did Timothy McVeigh. People have a hard time uh, following that. You know, they're like, "What do you mean, Timothy McVeigh worked for the?" the CIA. Well, yeah, he did. And they burned him and they'll burn their own to get their agenda. And that's how the devil works. You know, these people, the Hitler's brown shirts and, and all those people, they, they end up, they're actually the first ones to go (laughs) after uh, whoever it is that they're, you know, but it's just the enemy. The enemy destroys his own. Um, but yeah, it's a it's the technocrats now, and the Luciferians are are all in. Um, but it is a little bit disenchanting to have your own, you know, members of your own family. Perhaps I know that we can speak to that, but uh, that are now beginning to think that they'd be doing God a favor to kill us. So it's getting that extreme now. You weaponize them. If this is just the start, like we believe it is, and they're going to start shooting a lot of people. Uh, it's downright frightening, and and what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to be able to then, uh, you know, if they shoot enough people, they're going to be able to really try to come in on the gun control. Mhm. Yep. Uh, another thing, not to change the subject, but uh, we know that obviously we're at risk of, or we are going to for sure go to war with North Korea. But we also have the, uh, you know, the the threat from from Russia, uh, not because they want to attack America, but because uh, NATO and the U.S. have been so aggressive. Because we are globalist controlled, um, NATO troops for years now, for about the past 10 years, we've been doing all of these training exercises and drills in Eastern European countries, um, such as Poland and other countries, where we go right up to the border of Russia with a pretty small number of troops, really, uh, to where it's totally insane because if Russia was to get scared and retaliate against those troops, they would all be wiped out. They would all be decimated beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um, But the reason they're doing that isn't because there's really much of a threat from Russia invading Eastern Europe at all. It's because they're provoking Russia. They're wanting to start World War III. Um, because Russia is, um, in my opinion, I would say they are the most powerful military in the world. Um, of course, I, I believe they are the third biggest military in the world. Um, obviously, China has the most troops. Uh, you know, America, obviously, we have um, the most military bases around the world, and um, the most amount of uh, jets and tanks and all that kind of stuff, but uh, Russia being the third largest military in the world and having 
uh, some of the most advanced technology, state-of-the-art technology in the world, hands down, no doubt about it, no argument. Anyone that doesn't know that doesn't know what they're talking about. They haven't done their research. Um, so anyways, that's why they're they're wanting... They just want death and destruction, bottom line, um, because they have to have World War III. They have to have millions of people kill, kill each other to where this, this, wor- this planet is pretty much just a heap of rubble to where after the dust settles, uh, nobody has any more patriotism because all of, every, every man's own country has been destroyed at that point from nuclear war. And then people have no hope left except for to uh, accept the Antichrist and the New World Order. What's that? I said when the dust settles after World War III, people will have no hope left Nothing, nothing left to live for or hope for after their if they survive because they no longer have a sovereign country. So at that point, the only thing people can do is either one, if you're a believer and you survive all that, then obviously your goal is just to survive and evangelize until until Christ returns at the end of the tribulation. But if you're not a believer, the only thing you can do pretty much, is accept the Antichrist and the, and the New World Order. Yeah. No, you're you're exactly right. You're exactly right. It'll be... And, and that's... It's the setup. Yeah. And that's uh, Albert Pike's plan. If you read his letter that he wrote to uh, Gazette Mazzini uh, during the Civil War, um, he wrote it to... He was a Confederate general during the Civil War, and he wrote this letter to another man who was a member of the Illuminati at that time. And he laid out the plan for World War One, World War Two, and World War Three. And he said after World War Three that that men would no longer have patriotism as a as something to hold on to, and so they will be able to easily embrace uh, the pure doctrine of Lucifer. Wow. You know, and that's also ties into the caliphate, how these uh, Muslims intend to bring, bring, uh, their, their, uh, their, um, true Messiah, which is Lucifer. Uh, so it, it's all, all these dots are being connected and, uh, you know, wars and rumors of wars in Matthew 24, uh, but that's not the end, you know, that these things must happen before his return. Um, but, yeah, many's love is going to wax cold. And if you're holding on to this this world as it is stripped away in whatever fashion it will unfold, um, it's, it, it's going to be downright miserable. So, you know, we got to really uh, got to really find our joy in the Lord Um and know that he's real and know that he's there and experience a relationship with him now so that we can endure to the end when these things happen. Amen. Amen. Yeah. If, if we're so 
one good way to explain that um, is um, you can the same thing applies for um, like for instance a soldier training to go to war and us as soldiers for Jesus Christ we're in a spiritual war and so we have spiritual training that we have to do uh, studying the Bible and praying and that type of thing and so you know if a soldier goes out to war you know when he's going through all of his training before he goes onto the battlefield and experiences combat for for the first time they train each soldier as well as they can in the military um, and and drill the same thing over and over and over again to where they know how to shoot, they know how to do all those things, because once they experience the fear of being in combat and having their life put on the line, you fall to your lowest level of training. So if your training is really, really good when you're just practicing, then when you fall to your lowest level of training, it's still pretty decent and not absolutely horrible so that you can still survive. Whereas with a Christian, if your level of training right now before all this happens is all the way down at the bottom, then once your your life is at risk and you're faced with uh, crazy decisions that are really hard to make that uh, are a matter of of you um, making it to heaven or going to hell because you have to, you know, decide whether you're going to take the mark or whether you're going to die for for your faith, for what you believe in, um, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to make the right decision or the right choice because you're going to, you're going to crack under that type of pressure. But if, if you're seeking the Lord and pursuing him with all of your heart today, right now, and you're reading your Bible, and you're praying, and you're seeking the Lord, and you have a real close relationship with Him, then you're gonna, you're gonna, your level of training is going to fall a little bit in that, you know, really scary situation, but it's still going to be at a pretty decent level. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the time isn't to wait until the wheels come off of this thing. We need to be uh, seeking him now for sure. Well, I wanted to talk about that earthquake or that volcano uh, or earthquake up in Alaska. Uh, we mm-hmm. sure, certainly seem to see a lot of seismic activity along the Ring of Fire um, as there was another earthquake uh, off of Fukushima again. I mean, it just seems like Fukushima is just, just Japan in general is just ruined. Um, the amount of uh, radioactive waste that's being dumped into the Pacific Ocean is just insane. And, you know, if this Kim Jong-un uh, detonates uh, a nuclear warhead over the Pacific uh, by Japan, I mean, can you imagine that additional payload of radiation on those people i mean we're li- we're living in a time now uh that we have even the president of the united states saying this is just the beginning of of mm-hmm. things coming and of course people are trying to guess and 
and understand what he what he means. And uh, he says, "Well, you'll see." So there's just a, it's ominous times. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's just a lot coming at us, and and I'm beginning to see now that it's not so important to to uh, deal with every and each and every uh, certain uh, uh, event as it unfolds as it is to, you know, I hope we can encourage you folks out there to find a, a good Bible study, uh, a good church. They are out there uh, that's preaching the, the, the gospel. It's probably not going to be a mega church, I can tell you that. But if you can find somewhere that you can get in and just earnestly study the Lord, study the word and, uh, and follow the Lord that, uh, You'll be uh, being rightly related with him. You'll be able to make it through this stuff, um, even potentially call on the Psalms 91 type of uh, protection. But it's it's going to take uh, a real effort to do that. And uh, we see the world, you know, literally losing their mind. So I can see now when the Lord said that we need to be set apart, how important it is. There can't be any be in or around any groups that are uh, mocking the Lord and uh, uh, having an antichrist uh, spirit. Um, We need to, uh, you know, guard our minds and our conversations and, and uh, this, this, this time that we're in now, I don't know how the pastor said it today, but, but it's just no time. We're just not in the time where you can be uh, messing around anymore. So it's just the time yeah. that we're in. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, I wanted to cover this piece of news here. Um, it just came out, I believe this was a day or two ago, that uh, Russia has been hacking the smartphones of different NATO soldiers. Um, so that's um, many different soldiers from European countries, such as Britain, Germany, France. That includes America, obviously, and uh, you know Italy. Uh, just tons of different countries. That's that's like millions of uh, of different troops, and so they're gathering intel for what they know is going to be the coming uh, World War III. Wow. I didn't know about that. Yeah. And uh, Russia also recently hacked uh, the NSA. So we're obviously seeing some precursors to, to war. Yeah, absolutely. Those are precursors. Well, that's not good. No, no, it's not good at all. Things are so. about to go wild, weasel, as the as the hawk says. And uh, and uh, I mean, when you just when you put in all the tenocracy of 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 this evil technology and uh, you know the quantum computers, CERN. Um, <laughs> it just it's just manifold how it's building. Yeah. Um, another thing that's happening, uh, Hurricane Nate. You know, this is like the fifth 
hurricane in the in the Caribbean Ocean this year um, is about to hit New Orleans. So, I mean, how many hurricanes, how many devastatingly strong hurricanes do you have to have in one year before you can start to think, hold on a second, this isn't normal. This must, there must be some type of weather manipulation technology out there. And they they were just, just a couple of weeks ago talking about uh, weather manipulation, or maybe it was from a few years ago, but anyways, they were talking about, with a, a scientist, they were talking about weather manipulation uh, on CNN. Yeah, I I think so. uh, one of the things with uh, listening to Steve Quayle, um, it's hard to get your head wrapped around the things that we may see. Um, you know, it says that uh, men's hearts fail them for things they see coming upon the earth. Well, you know, literally as some of these uh, tributaries, rivers dry up and disappear and lakes disappear, uh, the earth is uh, is uh, fracturing and getting ready for some serious shaking. Said that the uh, even the, the heavens will shake. Well, you know, some of these uh, areas are going to be exposed that have been underwater, and I've seen just you know small glimpses of of things that are underwater, and they're just megalithic uh, structures. In other words, we're going to be exposed to things that haven't been taught in the school books, folks. Um, fallen technology, um, you know. So these weather weapons, I, I don't believe that there's uh, anything new under the sun the Bible says. So we're just going to come up to, to speed to the fact that a lot of this stuff was here before and uh, even more stuff will be exposed, including um, – to me, it seems as if Steve is accurate in uh, uh, some of the things that we'll see that will be like in the days of Noah. Um, it's not me making it up, folks. That's what the Bible says. And, uh, you know, these are things that outside of a, a, a renewed mind and a helmet of salvation that you could even handle. Um, so, you know, I hope, I hope, in understanding this, it will help, you know, with preparation of the heart, uh, knowing that the Lord wants to protect us, and and He doesn't want our hearts to fail. Uh, and and how do you do that? Well, one of the things is information, reading the book, and understanding that these things are going to come to be. Uh, Le- Leviathan and some of these creatures, you know, the beast itself. I mean, man, you can't you can't even look upon those things. Uh, uh, without a supernatural covering, you know what I mean, and survive it, I don't believe. So, yeah, that's the day we're living in. You know, it sounds exaggerated, but but we haven't even, we're not even touching the, the tip of the iceberg of what's what's headed our way. Well, the thing of it is right now is when you take into account all of this different stuff that's hitting hitting us, from every single angle imaginable almost, uh, even if you are a total atheist and you don't believe in God at all and you don't even believe in 
in uh, the end times or or some type of end of the world scenario. Um, if you look at all the facts of things that are going on in the world, you know it, it's there's no way. I'm just trying to say this. There is no way possible that things are going to keep going on going on as normal uh, for very much longer. Um, so, uh, a couple of yeah. things to to add to that would be the uh, like, for instance, the uh, electronic logbook uh, laws that they're trying to pass for truck drivers um, in December this year. In just a couple months that could have some very bad effects on the economy. Also, uh, the fertility rate going down. Uh, I was reading it's, it was just in the past uh, three years, the male sperm count has gone down by about 50% in only three flipping years. Yeah. Um, and with the lack of children being born, uh, you know, Josh Tolley talked about this at the Boise Hear the Watchman conference. Uh, I can't remember what the year was when this is going to happen, but in not not very many years from now, when the older generation all dies, there won't be enough young children or young people to, or no, that's not right, young children that have just been born recently to take their place um, to keep reproducing. And so there's, there's going there's going to come a point in a number of years when there will be this astronomical um, drop in world population and we won't be able to recover from it. So what I'm trying to say is even if you... Yeah, what are you trying to say? Even if you just take all this into account, from an atheistic, worldly perspective, if you're not even thinking about end times or or uh, God at all, there's still no way that life will continue as normal. Well, you know, the thing that came to me today that I really, really enjoyed and I had to thank the Lord for it was um, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I... I can't tell you how that, when that came to me, it just, it just, you know, we've heard it hundreds of times, but, uh, you know, so you can, you know, you're, you're, you're going to confess with your tongue and you are going to confess with your, on your, on your knees before uh, a holy God. It is going to happen. The Bible says that it's going to happen, but instead of going through this time, unsaved, you know, trying to heap upon things to yourself of what this earth has to offer, planet has to offer, life, whatever. It's going to end in disappointment. You you may as well get on the right side now and uh, be rightly related to God and experience, you know, a true blessing. You honestly have not lived life yet until you get saved um, because, you know, he gives us he gives us peace and hope and and love and he gives us a sound mind and you know we we tend to wander and uh but once you've experienced those things you want to come back to them even if you do wander but uh you don't want to wander for long folks because we're in this dispensation of grace right now but it's going to come to an end and when he rolls it up like a scroll in the heavens 
you want to have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and you want to be living right. Um, and I'm preaching to myself right now, but uh, yeah, we're in that time. But uh, you know, you're not going to escape it. No, no, you're not going to escape it. There is no pre-trib rapture. We've talked about that. Um, you know, we're not going to go into all of the scriptures that prove that uh, tonight. But uh, one thing that I feel like the Lord is is uh, telling me to talk about is that, you know, we're not doing this show to try to uh, make you fearful or to try to scare you or to try to be negative. The thing of it is, is that we're hoping for something better. And all this stuff has to happen for Jesus to return because he has to judge the wicked. He has to let the devil have one final uh, short period of wrath in order to ultimately judge him and throw him into the lake of fire. And also he is allowing all of this horrible stuff to happen so that more people will get saved because more people will realize that they need God. And so yeah. he's using he's using all of these events, all of this whole end times uh, scenario that's going to play out. He's using it all so that more people will get saved. And that's the, that's the end goal, is that most amount of people get saved. Uh, it says in the book of James that the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it. So, you know, this isn't, God's not doing all this, you know, just to, because he's, he's mean. He's not doing it because he's mean. He's doing it because he knows that it's necessary for many people uh, to get saved. And he's doing it because we have a wicked heart, and the only way that uh, that we can that some of us, you know, can be rightly related to him is going to be through some extreme pressures, through trials and yep. tribulations. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that that's that's what I'm trying to say. Um, and so it's not all doom and gloom. And another thing is is that. Uh, you know, like prepping, for instance. It's not about doom and gloom. It's not about being negative. You're not, you know, some people, um, people that aren't saved, for instance, they are stocking up guns and ammo because they are so wicked and evil that they're excited for a zombie apocalypse where they can just go out and shoot tons of zombies. And and there's there's people out there that, um, they want crap to hit the fan because they want an excuse to go out and kill people. They're absolutely crazy. But that's not, you know, that's not what most preppers are about. We we are... Um, are we shifting we're, gears we're, into prepping now? Well, I'm just, not really. I'm just mentioning, you know, one thing is that... Uh, Preparing is about optimism. It's not about being negative. It's it's about having a, a, the best chance to be able to live the best life um, in the future when things are really bad. So 
I mean, if if you were if we were really negative, what what we would do is we wouldn't prepare at all, and then we would be assured to you know starve and and not be able to live any type of a of a comfortable life at all. And even being well prepared, life is not going to be comfortable when crap hits the fan. But at least you'll have something to eat. Live another day. Well, with that, I'm going to sign off, and uh, you can wrap it up. God bless you out there, and uh, we uh, we are open to pray for you if you want to reach out to the show. And uh, we, I'm going to say a quick prayer right now. Heavenly Father, for those that might uh, listen to this show, may you bless them, uh, encourage them, help them walk uprightly until you return. And uh, uh, I just pray against anyone that would uh, be, you know, not in fellowship. Do not forsake the gathering. Find other Christians uh, to pray with and to lift up. Uh, It will help you if you get outside of yourself and, and worry about someone other than yourself. Find somebody in need and bless them. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, there's a ton of news. Uh, Like I said, we're not on here to scare anyone. We're not trying to be negative. Because the solution to to all this is Jesus. And if you're saved, you have nothing to fear. Jesus said, don't fear him who can kill the body. And after that, there's nothing more that he can do. But rather, fear the one who can kill both your body and and your soul in hell. So that's the one we need to fear. We need to fear God. We need to know that no matter what happens, even if you die, you're going to make it to heaven. And if you are assured that if you're saved and you know that you're going to heaven, then we have a lot to look forward to. We have an infinite, unlimited amount of good things to look forward to. It's It's called spending eternity with God. And that's simply the most important thing in life. And like my pastor said this morning, um, you know, this life can seem, the things of this world can seem really fun and exciting. But if you die to yourself, if you die to this world, and you love not the world, and you seek after God and you you do his will and you serve him, whatever that may be, whatever type of ministry that may be, whatever God calls you to do, if you, if you uh, serve him, then it will bring you way more pleasure than anything else that this world can offer. Um, and so I just thought that was, that was so neat. And that's, you know, that's, uh, something that the Lord's been speaking to me lately, you know, is that if you if you serve the Lord with all of your heart, you know, and at first it might seem like you're giving up a lot of worldly things, but in the end, you're serving the Lord is so much more fun than doing anything that this world has to offer. And so, and and then in the end, the joy of of uh, getting to spend eternity with God is 
is so much greater. It, it's infinitely greater than anything here on Earth in this age. Um, and so I'm just going to finish off the show here with uh, Psalm 56. And this is this is the solution to the things that we're facing is Psalm 56, verse 3. At what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. And it's just having that that simple mindset to just to tell yourself that no matter what happens, no matter what the situation is, as long as I keep my my heart and my mind focused on the fact that God has God is for me, God is with me, and he has the power to bring me through and to help me and to achieve his greater purpose no matter what happens then there's no need to fear Psalm 56 Be merciful unto me O God for man would swallow me up he fight it he fighting daily oppresseth me mine enemies would daily swallow me up for they be many that fight against me O thou most high what time i am afraid i will trust in thee in God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity? In thine anger cast down the people, O God. Thou tellest me my wanderings. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is with me. In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your for your wonderful, mighty, precious word. And I just pray that, uh, that we uh, just get into your word more and more. And just stay in it, meditate on it, learn from it, and just receive revelation from your word, and and just learn more about who you are and grow closer to you through your word. Praise the Lord. Well, that's it for tonight's show. I hope you all enjoyed the show. Uh, God bless you all, and uh, I'll see you next Sunday night.